Okay, we are going to have some awesome grandparents come up here in a minute. There's a lot of awesome grandparents out there, I know that. But we're going to have two sets come up, and we're going to talk about grandparents today as we go through this series of Fixer Upper, right? The family and all the components of the family. And we've, we've talked about singleness, and we've talked about men and husbands and, and, and the things they struggle with and ways they can be victorious. We talked about women last week. Let me tell you, was that not moving last week? Whew. Yeah, the earth's still quaking from that one. And then this week we get to talk about grandparents because they're a critical component of the family in, in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different roles the grandparents fill today. But you know what? I'm an inexperienced grandparent, only been a grandparent for a couple months, filled with joy over that, by the way. And that's where my bride is today. She's holding our grandchild right now in South Carolina. I would trade that right now. I just want you all to know that. I love you, but I would much rather be holding her right now. But anyway, I'm going to ask um, these grandparents to come on up. We have Sue and Jamie, and of course we have Bucky and Carol. And they're very embarrassed, so could you give them a round of applause, kind of encourage them a little bit? Which mic am I using for the, this one here? This one? Okay. I hope they don't choke each other with it. You guys get the corded mic. Be kind to each other with it. Oh, look at you. And you know how to turn that on. He is a professional, huh? Okay, well, I'm going to settle into my chair right now. I'm going to relax a little bit. And I'm actually going to pray from a seated position, which is kind of cool. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we ask that you would just move in this place. Just as we sang, Lord, that there would be, Lord, a feeling of your Holy Spirit today. That there would be a greater understanding, Lord, of what, what it is that grandparents today face Uh-oh, he's coming up here. He doesn't like something. Okay. What grandparents face, Lord, day to day. And that we would know, maybe at the end of this, just how to pray for the grandparents that we have in our lives, but grandparents across the board, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we love you in your most holy name. Amen. I titled this one Being Grand because I've learned that it's really grand to be a grandparent. Um... And, and I found this, this piece of scripture. This is out of the Psalms. Most people don't know it. But blessed are those who snuggle and hug, spoil and pamper, boast and brag, for they shall be called grandparents. That's, that's the unwritten Psalms that nobody ever gets to see. It's probably a proverb, I would think. But you know, I saw that and said, you know, that is just so appropriate to what it, what it means to be a grandparent. And I've, I've learned that. We have three scriptures that we're going to be playing off of today. And the first one is, is found in Proverbs, and it's 1322a. And it says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Not just for their children, but for their children's children, for their grandchildren. And, and the format's going to be pretty much the same as it has been for the, for the last two settings. I'm going to pop a question out there. Um, and our grandparents, both grandma and grandpa, pop, pop, mom, mom, Gee, whatever, y'all, what do you, you know what, let's start there. What do you guys go by? Sure. Sir. No, that's what I refer to you pop as, up. Colonel. Your pop-up. Okay, you got to hand the mic over. Uh, Grandma Carol. Pop. Mimi. Mimi. That's my wife's. Okay, good. Now that we've got that established, you guys less nervous now? No? Okay. 
Well, let me, let me toss this question out there as the first question then. Who taught you how to be grandparents? I had a manual. Didn't you have the manual? I did not have a manual. I, I they want issued, that manual. They issued us that in the Air Force, didn't they? Oh, that manual. That manual. <laughs> no, well, it's mainly from your community. I grew up in a small town, and you had a bunch of parents and grandparents who you didn't realize you had, but they knew what you were doing and reported to your legal parents. Uh, so you <laughs> learn from a lot of people around you in your community, your church, your own grand, your own mom and dad. My, my grandparents, my grandfathers died when I was young. I didn't remember them. My grandmothers were, lived far away from us, so they weren't involved in our lives all that much. I did sell boiled peanuts for a nickel a bag for my grandfather in South Carolina. A nickel a bag. It's $5 a bag now. Um, it's the same thing. Your community, your own grandparents, and your, and your parents as they related to your kids. But my grandparents, I didn't know uh, they passed away when I was pretty young, except for one uh, grandmother. They didn't speak English, so there wasn't a lot of communication. Um, but I learned from their story the fact that they had been immigrants who didn't speak English, who had to come to this country in the middle of a war, who survived two world wars, the Depression, and all of their kids. So uh, I learned from their story more so than their methods. But I think the methods, the day-to-day way to be a grandparent came from my mom and, and my mother-in-law. Oh, you get to hold on to that. That's y'all's. Well, I think uh, as a kid myself, I just remember my father's mother, grandmother. Um, she knew how to just love unconditionally, uh, no matter what she did. I thought my parents were a little mean and strict, but really, uh, from my grandmother's view, everything was just sweet. She was a sweet lady, and I think that's where I got my eyesight and insight from was my grandmother, my father's mother. Okay. Well, I guess I was blessed because I grew up um, with all four grandparents. Um, but the one that um, stands out is my mother's father, my papa. And he always had time to spend with me, whether it was teaching me how to put a seed in the ground and watching it grow to harvest or just sitting and talking, or singing Jesus Loves Me with me. But he lived out um, his life that he didn't have to preach to you because you saw Christ's love in his life on a daily basis in the way he interacted with his family. So he had the most influence. Okay. And I guess I'll interject a little bit, too. I, I was blessed, too. I was actually in a unique situation because, though all of my grandparents were alive well into... Um, actually even well beyond high school into, into the military, at least on my mom's side, I actually had two grandfathers on my dad's side because my, my grandmother was divorced, which was absolutely unheard of back in those days. Um, but it was funny because my dad's dad was very strict. And my dad did the best he could to actually keep me away from him as much as possible um, because he knew what he grew up with. But my other grandfather... Uh, my step grandfather, I guess, uh, was was the type that he wasn't loving in the sense that he wouldn't give you a big hug or anything like that, but he would take time to teach you how to do things, especially woodworking. 
He would take time to let you make the mistake and then show you where you made the mistake and correct it. And in that, I, you know, I felt his love. And of, of course, there was always baked goods. So, you know, I remember that from my grandparents on both sides. Of course, on one side, it was, you know, it was uh, whoopie pies and, and shoe fly pie. And on the other side, it was borscht. So I'm not sure. I think it was love. I, I believe it was love. But anyway, so next question. What is the greatest challenge of being a grandparent today? We all learn from our grandparents or from pseudo-grandparents, so to speak. But today, obviously, things have changed because the world has changed. What's the greatest challenge for you guys being a grandparent today? Well, as you know, a lot of grandparenting is OJT. You have to learn it on the fly as you go because the world has changed so much. Uh, it's a different era of values that we had as kids are no longer the same values that are promulgated in the media and in other web methods today, technology, and that complicates what you can do. And I think the other challenge, there are two other challenges. One, as a grandparent, you're tired after you have <laughs> So stamina comes into play when you're dealing with, with grandkids. We have four age range two to nine with two five-year-olds who are a trip. And uh, so just stamina to keep up with them. But the other thing I think is let the parents, you have to let the parents be the parents. You're not some other parent that sets rules for them. You have to kind of support your kids, mostly. (laughs) But they're the parents. You're not. Mm. Uh, I, I agree about the cultural values. That's like a roller coaster. I mean, you're up and down and up and down. And how do you teach the fixed values that you believe in? Um, your your faith, trust in God, respect for us. Well, you know the Micah six eight thing. You know, uh, love mercy, act justly, and walk humbly with your God. How do you teach that in a world where nobody's humble? Um, you know, everybody's everybody's out to promote themselves. So I think just just your values in the face of changing values, how do you get those across to your, to your grandkids? I agree with a lot of what you both had said. Um, <clears throat> I also think some of the, the greatest challenges were uh, learning from the mistakes of raising my own kids and knowing what I did wrong that I can make different in the grandchildren's kids and, and show them in that way. Uh, I think letting go of all the the little things that really don't matter, concentrate on the things that do matter, and spend time and show them love. Uh, but I think through the culture and the way things are, it is challenging um, to teach them simple things and not be tied up in all the the complicated things. So, I think, um, and I agree with what Bucky said, those were three really good things, but um, especially the energy one, I get that. Um, but time also, I think our world, we've gotten so um, controlled by the clock and having to be somewhere or do something or um, just constantly, and, and we're working more hours and there's less time for the family. So I think time and to make the most of that time because time is short. And I think you realize that the older you get, that your time with them, you know, you think they'll never grow up, but they really grow up very fast, and your time is very limited 
to spend and teach with them. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges right now is time. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I'm actually going to feed right into to, uh, question number three here with this one probably, but time is such a, a key thing. It, it seemed like, to me anyway, you know, looking from a kid's perspective, when, when I was a... Uh, when I was a child, going to my grandparents, they didn't—they didn't work. It didn't seem like, you know, they—they were—they were off. They had time. I, you know, my grandmother. Well, back then it was, you know, the man was the primary breadwinner, so my grandmother was always home, and I can remember her watching, you know, myself and then my brother um, when when he was when he was born when needed. Um, and now I look at grandparents today, with some exceptions, obviously, but. I mean, grandparents, a lot of grandparents are still working. Marianne and I, we still have careers, and I know you guys are working, and uh, you guys are retired. Bless, what a blessing that is. And, but, yeah, I, I think that's a big key thing. And that leads into the next question is this, what is the greatest change you've seen in your lifetime in the role of grandparents? Not necessarily you as grandparents, but in the role in general as a grandparent. Well, it's really, really variable uh, in from family to family situation. There are families where grandparents are actually raising the kids mm-hmm. for one reason or another: work, jail, whatever, drug addiction. So there, there's different roles in different families. And we're fortunate in that our fam, uh, our our kids' marriages are intact, and there's no drug issues, and so we don't have to do this stuff full time. Uh, but I think some of the changes, technology, technology has really changed dramatically since the golden era of being a child, which was the 50s and 60s, to now where you can't get away from anybody. I mean, there's, you're, you're under surveillance or there's always communication, there's FaceTime and Skype. I mean, there's a lot of differences. A lot of it's made, made our life a lot better, but a lot of it has sort of been counterproductive, I think. Uh, so the, to me, the, the change in technology and the change in the times in that regard, travel, it travels a lot easier now. I lived a long distance from one set of grandparents and four hours from another set, but in that, in the 50s, oh man, I'm dating myself, in the 50s, that was like an all-day trip to go four hours. Now you would do it and not think a whole lot about it, but right. it's really changed a lot. Before you go, Carol, I want to reject some. Technology, right? Here we are in a council meeting. Bucky's on our church council. His, his iPad rings, and he goes, I got an important meeting. I have to take this. And it's his grandson on the phone. And he walks out of the meeting. So don't let him fool you with technology. <laughs> it was FaceTime. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, he, he's done that, though, even without technology. Um, <laughs> Oh, so he's always, he's always been always done way. that. Okay, he's always been okay, out. okay. You know, my grandson's on the phone. Okay, goodbye. Um, but he, uh, Buck, if you don't know, Bucky was a radiologist here at Nanticoke for, for a lot of years. And uh, his techs knew that right from the beginning. If my grandkids call, well, then it was my kids. If my kids call, whatever I'm doing, put me through. Like if, and that wasn't good if you were in the middle of a berry manima or something like that. I mean, that was <laughs> I mean, as long as they didn't know what the important call was, I guess it was all right. But, uh, but yeah, we, we've all gotten sucked up into that technology thing. I got, uh, I'll tell a story, a bad story on myself. Yesterday, 
Um, I had on a pair of jeans that didn't have a pocket, and I had my cell phone in my back pocket. Uh, decided to go to the bathroom, and guess what happened to my cell phone? <laughs> But anyway, um, I didn't learn a lesson because that was actually the number two time that happened yesterday. And the first time the cell phone hit the floor and I thought, oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Did I learn? No, no. So anyway, that's another story. But I am just feeling like I'm coming out of the house only partially dressed this morning because my cell phone is sitting home in a bag of rice. I mean, it's just so... So as far as a, a change, I mean, you know, that, that technology has, has been a huge change. But also for the good, too. You know, we, we do keep a lot more in touch with our grandkids because families are so, are so separated. That's another thing. I'm thinking about all the new babies I've been around lately and how if they're not with their moms and their aunties and all, how hard it is when you have a new baby, you know, in the house. You don't have that surrounding group of people to support you. And as they grow older, you know, our daughters still call us, oh, I have this meeting at school, what am I going to say? Families, we just praise the Lord because he's kept our family close, but some families haven't been able to maintain that closeness. And I think that's been a, a big change. No, you hit the bottom. Here you go. Grab that one. But I'd have to agree a lot of what they said, and not only you know with the kids and, and family and whatnot, but even I myself caught up in the technology as well, uh, sitting consumed sometimes. Uh, when you think you're going to be five minutes and you look and the clock has passed, it's been an hour. Uh, but to just unhook from all those complicated, sophisticated ways, just go back to simple and really know what counts. And I think the change to do is to spend that quality time, uh, not only just with the grandkids, but uh, kids, but family and whole. I think that's the important thing, family and whole. I'm going to go back to time because, um, like you said, when I was growing up, my grandparents worked, but not um, the amount of hours that we do today. So it seemed like they were always around, always available. You got to spend time with them. And um, I um, have the privilege of um, watching two grandchildren um, when my daughter works nights and getting them to school and all that. And one of the things that I've observed is when I take them to school, how many grandparents are doing that, that it's not mom and dad anymore, that it's grandparents doing it. And I think that goes back to the time again that our world has gotten so demanding that we've lost sight of what's really important, Mm -hmm. that, you know, God gives us those little lives for a brief time to teach and um, to prepare them for life ahead. And it's so fleeting and that we lose that. And, um, but that's, I think, how it's changed. You know, my grandparents never took me to school. That was mom and dad. And that um, grandparents are taking more of a parenting role than being okay. able to really enjoy being a grandparent in a lot of cases. Oh, I like that. Not being able to enjoy being a grandparent. 
I think there's a lot to be said for that. I know that um, right now we are in, and I just learned this the other day, you know, you get out of youth ministry, you kind of, and your kids get older, you forget about a lot of things. But I was reading an article that right now, you know, we we know about millennials. Lord knows we've picked on them enough. But um, there's Generation Y now. That's the next generation, 96 to current. And the most interesting thing about this generation is this is the first generation that has never known life without Wi-Fi, that has never known life without the technology and the advancements that we have today. Even the younger millennials may not have experienced Wi-Fi regularly, but you can't go anywhere without, you know, without finding Wi-Fi somewhere. Sit in a restaurant and look at the couples around you. Uh, you know, and but I really like that. We don't get the opportunity to have the joy of being a grandparent, and and that speaks volumes. I know. I'm just speaking on my granddaughter because I get to brag on her. Uh, it's so funny because my kids, you know, they 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 one thing they do great in South Carolina is we get the pictures and we get the videos, and they do a lot of hiking. And you know, Chris is naturally gung ho. Cops got the five eleven baby carrier with he can hang you know, tank on it, I think, if you wanted to. But they're doing a selfie out on top of a mountain. And and my granddaughter knows, hey, when that phone comes out and goes like this, it's time to look at it and smile. There's never a picture they send us that she's not looking at the camera smiling. I mean, I'm like, I look at this and I said to my wife, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. But yeah, technology and time. I, I love that. I think the thing about time, you don't realize it till you get to be a grandparent. But we, a couple, a little, just a few weeks ago, we, our granddaughter, I mean, our daughter went out of the country and with her husband, and we had the kids full time for a week, day, night, three a.m. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. And that was a good time, right? No. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> But anyway, that's just to say that people tell you when you have kids, enjoy them while they're small. Enjoy them, you know, don't let this time pass by. You can't when you're parenting. You can't when you're full-time. You've got to take that time as a grandparent to enjoy those kids. You've got, you're, because you're the only ones with the opportunity to do it. When you, even if as a grandparent, if you get stuck back in that role of parenting, you realize there's no time to take time to enjoy your kids. You've got to be blessed to be a grandparent to really enjoy your kids but it does feel good when you get home after doing that you know and it's quiet (laughs) but the other thing there's a commercial on tv right now that deals with technology and as the mother comes to the kitchen table for dinner and they do this thing where everybody over the years have gathered around the dinner table to eat and have time together and she cuts off the wi-fi and then they can talk so their challenges you face too with the technology it's good but it's bad oh, definitely um i know growing well, growing up listen to me but i i know that when marion and i were married we were military and i think nothing does your relationship and your new marriage good and, and larry can attest to this that if you get married and then you move your wife to like as far away from her mom as you possibly can <laughs> um you got to deal with grumbling initially but after that you really learn to rely on each other but we were looking back as we became grandparents, and we were looking back on all the times in which her mom and dad or my mom and dad were there for us in the sense of, let me take the kids for, for a couple hours off of you. And, and it was, I understand it was my fault choosing a military lifestyle and then moving to Florida, but um, they weren't there 
as we look back. So we learned how to be sufficient, and I think we enjoyed them a lot more because the time we had was just, you know, so, so key. And even when we moved closer to my mom and dad, I think I can remember them coming one night to spend the night watching the kids for us because we went to a wedding. Um, not saying anything against my mom and dad. I love them dearly, and they're both phenomenal. Um, but, you know, I look at that, and I think that talking about learning from, from who did you learn out from, we learn from them that, that we don't want to be that grandparent, that we want to not be the nudge and, and be there every day, but we want it to be available. Because everybody says the grandkids, if you knew how good they were, you would have had them first. And they're absolutely <laughs> right. And I understand that now. But, but it's true. In, in Psalm 90, 12, 90, 12, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I definitely feel that that speaks to us as grandparents. Because my first question is, as society, we think that wisdom comes with age. I mean, we always do that. We, we go to the sage, the, the, old, the elder of the, of the tribe, the, the, the oldest one in the family. And a lot of times we can do that for history um, and, and, and some wisdom. I think back on my grandparents, they had amazing wisdom. Uh, but society believes that, that age comes with wisdom. We may choose to ignore it, but we still, still believe that. So my question to my panel is, it's a two-part question, and I'll ask the first one. First, and it's not a yes or no. You need to explain your answer. Does wisdom come with age? Of course. Nice. <laughs> I would expect nothing else from you, Bucky. Yeah. Does it come from age? Do you, do you literally wisdom? I mean, does it? Good, there's still hope for me. <laughs> I do. I say really not just in this, but everything comes with age if you learn from your mistakes. Uh, that's the key thing I think is learning from your mistakes but the wisdom does take part if you're willing to accept and and forgive and and learn from those uh, you know being on our knees in prayer you know I think in the hustle and bustle I even think sometimes how I cut God short me personally just because of being called up, but when I take that time and pray and on my knees, I have so much of a better day, uh, even when things do come and, and still stumble you. But yes, all that is wisdom that I believe comes with age. Experience. Yeah, wisdom and experience. You got something to say? You want me to ask the second part and you can answer it? Okay, second part of the question is what is the best way to get wisdom? Unless you want to answer the first part. Well, yes, I believe it does come with age just okay. because life is life and you have more life the, the farther ahead you are and hopefully you do learn from it. And um, God allows us to fall flat on our face sometimes and mm. it, to teach us something. So and don't that, be scared of falling flat on your face. No. <laughs> and, and where to get it is from him because that's how we truly learn is to ask the Lord to show us what direction and um, But I told Bucky and Carol, I am honored to be up here with them because I do think it comes with um, age. And the one who... The Lord is honored. <laughs> the, <laughs> hey, you, you mean the one who dropped your cell phone in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, but we gained wisdom from that. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I? I think experience comes with age. 
whether you get wisdom from it or not, it depends on what you do with the experience, mm. like you said. And I think going to God with the experiences that are all, not often good, well, even with the good ones, is, is how you get wisdom. I mean, you know, you, you, you pray about something and you don't just leave it there. You start watching. You start watching for how God's going to work in this. And that's how you get wisdom. That's how Uh-oh, I got, he's got something to say. Uh, explanation. Wisdom is like fine wine. It gets better with age. Okay. I'm counting on that because I'm still young, you know. So we've talked about prayer and being on your knees and wisdom comes from God. So let me ask you guys a question. Is there a specific scripture? And it doesn't necessarily need to be, oh, well, this one's tailored towards grandparents. But is there a scripture that you have, your personal scripture, that has really, it helps you in your role as grandparents, in, in your role as parents? Etc. No. Yes. Yes and no. Um, and there's a scripture in, in James that talks about listening, keeping your mouth shut, and, and you become a wiser Christian in that regard. And I think that's, that's a good one. The other one that means a lot to me is the 23rd Psalm. Not necessarily about parenting, but one, one morning when we'd just gotten here, we had a good friend who I got a call that his had a house fire and his wife and two children were killed in the fire. Mm -hmm. He and his infant child survived. Would I go out to their house and uh, visit with them? Well, I'm a radiologist. I don't deal with a lot of of end-of-life patients. So I said, what am I going to do? I go out, and there's a line set up around the house by the the fire department, the police, and so I get out, I had my Bible in the car, got out with my Bible, and they said, okay, the preacher, you can go on through there. That was the first time I was called a preacher. And uh, so the only thing I could think of was the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And I read that, and then he read it, and it, it was the right thing for the season that we were in. And that I think there are a lot of scriptures that are right for a particular season of your life, and that was right at that moment for me. Excellent. I think the thing about the seasons is true. We talked about this in our small group last week about what would your scripture be. And, and we all said it depends because a season of your life, a, a different scripture is meaningful to you. Uh, and, and that's true. Sometimes it's a day. The scripture you got that morning, you, you know, it, you find out later in the day that was your guidance through, you know, things you see and hear and, and do. But um, I, last week, the two scriptures that were my favorite were mentioned. It was the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 about, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, which, you know, you learn that really pretty quickly. And the other one is out of Romans um, that nothing's going to separate you from God's love. And through all this stuff that happens, I mentioned before about my grandparents and what they went through, through all the stuff that happens, they were, my grandmothers especially, trusted in the Lord and nothing separated them. And they went through a lot of things that, that happened to them. Is that working? Yes. Oh, Testing, yes. Works, bud. Uh I do have to agree that it is in seasons with scriptures, but while I was researching, this kind of ties back to the the prior question, but I had picked out Psalms 37 and 25, the NIV. It says, I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Uh, 
I think about that because even as parents and then grandparents, if we do the things uh, in God's eyes, what we need to do, uh, it teaches the kids and grandkids uh, and shows them the way to be that, you know, the last part of that scripture means, you know, they'll never be hungry. Even when we're dead and gone, if, if you've done what you're supposed to do, they'll learn how to take care of themselves. And I think that's important, too, that sometimes that gets left out. And there's so many kids that are just running around for attention and they're lost. Uh, but as parents and grandparents, if we do what God calls us to do, it teaches them to learn how to live. Well, I looked for a verse because uh, I didn't have one specifically for grandparenting, so I kind of looked. And um, what I found encouraging was in 2 Timothy 1.5, uh, and it's Paul talking to Timothy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois mm-hmm. and my own mo- and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. And that just encouraged me what an impact we can have on our grandchildren for their future lives with Christ. Awesome. I love that. So, so what I'm hearing, and this is definitely beneficial for me, I guess what's being reaffirmed in my life is it's so important to be in prayer. And it's so important to be listening to God and how he speaks to you through his word, which means you need to be in his word because it's there to help you in Whatever situation you don't even know you're going to have yet, which we know pretty much in life, or we should know. But I, you know, I was listening to to, to to the stories of, you know, my grandfather taught me how to sow in the ground and how to plant and how to watch the seeds come up and has spent time with me and 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 all this is is just teaching us how to be even at that young age how to be adults, and thus how to be parents and then how to be great grandparents. That's so awesome. Psalm 145, 4 says, One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. This is the last question y'all got to deal with with me today. But it's as grandparents, what is the one legacy, that one thing that you would hope that the generation that follows would say thank you for? And it could be more than one thing, but that, 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 you know, what do you strive to do, I guess, into your children's lives as well as your grandchildren's lives that you hope that they'll look back on and, and, and be amazed? And, and we heard some of it today as you spoke of, of you know, some of the memories that you have on, on your grandparents. So who's ever going first? Yeah, let me get mine out of the way and then I'm done. This last question. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh... You know, I think about it really hard, and I think it's more uh, that we taught them to live a godly life, to love unconditionally, care and be a leader, walking and and having a sacrifice life, that they learn to serve. Uh, I think if we can get them things embedded in them and that I remember that way that I did my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sometimes, like I said, it's hard when, of course, both of us work, you know, so we have a work schedule in, just like the parents have the work schedule in, and we're all juggling different schedules. But I think if we could uh, concentrate, I would love to be remembered that I did live the godly life I was supposed to live and show them. 
Well, I mentioned my puppet before, and he's the one that I can look back, and I know in my heart that he must have prayed for me before I was ever born. And um, he was actually there when I got saved and asked Christ into my heart. And so the legacy I'd like to live, uh, leave them is that they remember Mimi as someone that lived Christ before them and showed them Christ's love. Um. When I was in college and I'll take in psychology, the psychologists say that one thing everybody needs in their life to be healthy, mentally healthy, is that there's one person who when you walk into the room, they light up. That that person sees you and it's like they're all about you. And I think my own grandmother, who didn't even speak English, that was her. She would light up when we walked into the room. She had sparkly blue eyes, and that's what I remember most about her. And and I want my kids to think of Jesus in that way, uh, that when you walk into his room, he's going to light up. And I I, want to light up. I try to do that, too, for my kids. One of my grandsons had been particularly bad on the trip over here, and he came running to me, and I gave him a big hug, and, you know, we were all about each other. And his dad followed him in and said, See? I told you, Grandma's always going to be happy to see you. And I just thought, you know, if, if they know that I'm the person who's going to light up for them, and if they know that Jesus is the person who's going to light up for them, they're going to have a, a rock uh, to, keep them, to keep them going. Wow. You, you all covered everything. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that I uh, think I'd like my grandkids to remember me, by is I, when I grew up I was in the Boy Scouts and the Scout Oath and do my duty to God and country and obey the Scout Law was very important to me um, when I was in the Air Force and serving in the Air Force was important to me I was a doctor and I served a lot of people and that was important to do and then I've been a trustee at Dell Tech so I was involved in service there and in service in this church and I think a heart for service for others and uh, a heart for philanthropy is something I would like them to get uh, from me. You got to go ahead. I was just going to say somebody who listens to, to them too. Okay. Because that's, people don't take too much time to listen. I mean, we cut off each other's sentences right in the middle and think we know what people are saying or asking. Somebody who they know will listen to them. And I guess that's the time, too, that you guys were talking about. So, so other than Jesus, we actually get to hold the pardon for our grandkids, right? They're always safe at our house when they get there, no matter how bad they were, mom and dad's. Well, it depends on your safety, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> safety, safety can be defined in different ways. Yeah, there's, there's their love there. I remember my great-grandmother. I was blessed to know, actually, two, two, two of my great-grandparents. But my great-grandmother was the same situation, Um, came over from the Ukraine, spoke no English. Um, And it was funny, I I would go, I'm the oldest of the grandchildren, so um, whenever I would go over, and then when my cousins came around, we would go over, she was still alive. It was so funny, she, I knew she understood not a word we were saying, but when we would walk into her room, because she would sit and listen to the Polish radio station, and she would light up and give us the most gosh awful candy in the world but she loved it and just she was happy to see us and just loved getting the hug 
that's universal. That's every language. It doesn't matter. And um, even though I never understood a word she said, I, I, there was never any doubt in my young mind that my great-grandmother loved me too, even though we couldn't communicate. Definitely. Um, this is the time we'll take questions from outside. No, I'm only kidding. No, I promise you I wouldn't do that. Um, I think we've gone over a lot. I think we've gotten some, some insight. And some stuff we already knew um, about what it means to be a grandparent. Because there's a lot of grandparents in our audience. And, and you know, as so I was looking to see, and I asked a couple different sets of grandparents if they'd be willing to come up. And for various reasons, time constraints or, or whatever, they, they couldn't. But the grandparent role has changed. I, I don't think that, that you need to be a rocket scientist, a sociologist, uh, a pastor or anybody else to understand that. We all see that. Um, you know, we do. Like was said, we now have par- grandparents that are, that are the primary raising children today. Um, that are the financial support in, in many cases for, for the, their actual children still and everything else. Um, we need to keep our grandparents in prayer. You need to keep your grandparents in prayer if you're blessed that they're still alive. Um, and if you have young children, guess what? Someday, I really hate to tell you all this, but there's a good chance you all are going to be grandparents. And you're setting foundations right now for that. And that's what's so amazingly awesome. And if we do just what we've heard here, it's, it's being on our knees and, and it's, it's knowing who our Lord is. It's, it's being in his word and reading his word and understanding his word and letting it speak to us. In, in, in the way God intends it to speak to you and I as individuals, that's where the fuel comes. That's where the, 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 the power, so to speak, is the Holy Spirit stirs inside of us to be able to be effective grandparents. I know for, for a lot of you, um, the grandparents are the ones that are, are they're sowing the, spirit, the, you know, the spiritual life into their grandchildren. Um, and we need to be prepared for that uh, as, as we go forth. Um, the last thought is kind of off the wall today. Um, I didn't want to give you any hints or, or what all, but I want you to ponder this because it is a last thought. And I, w- I want you all to spend some time thinking about this. Statistically, if your parents did not have any children, statistically you won't either. I just want you to think about that for this week. And that way you don't have to worry about you want to debate that, don't you? If, you're, if, you, if your parents didn't have children, you won't either. Yeah. My wife argued it with me, too, when I told her that. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. It was, one of the few, it was one of the three times in our marriage I've been right. <laughs> you know, we have, a, we, have a, um, we have a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, as we get ready to go. And you guys can just sit up here, so I'm going to pray us out. I don't think the band has another song, do they? No, okay, I didn't think so. Um, I didn't look at the flow. I was kind of bad that way today. So I'm going to do announcements from right here. Um, in case you didn't notice, if you walk down the hallway and you didn't smell it, there's a pastor appreciation luncheon today. Everybody is invited. It smells amazing. I even snuck back there, and no, Scott would not let me taste it, but it it's got to be amazing. But that's right after service today. Um, and I, I personally right now want to thank everybody that, that has brought food and, and has put time into that. Thank you so much. I want to talk about missions for a minute. 
Uh, we have a missions trip to Peru. It's in the bulletin. It's going to be in there for a while. Um, if you're still praying about whether God's put it on your heart to go, that's awesome. But if you can let us know, just, just for our own planning, that it's something that might be on your radar, can you let either Pastor Larry or can you let Mike know? Um, just put, write it on your, uh, your Connect card today, just so we have a rough idea, so we know how to, how to provide information to different people. Um, trunk or treat's coming up probably faster than we want. It may feel like spring or treat out there. I don't know what the weather or the way it's been gone. But again, if it's not something you can participate in by having your, your car here and decorating your trunk or the back of your truck or whatever, if you could provide candy for that, because we have run out of candy the last two years. Um, it is an awesome event for us as a church to sow into the community. That's the way we view it. This is an evangelistic opportunity for us. Um, and an opportunity to, to talk to people. Grief share, if, if you um, feel that as the holidays come up, we're doing the holiday one, uh, you know, please let us know. Just write on your card. I'll make sure Karen gets that. Um, and late breaking news, those that have stepped up to help um, Johnny Sue in the cafe, thank you so much. And remember, it is pumpkin season. I just want to push that one more time. Um, we're going to be doing, if, if Grace is your, your church and, you know, you're going to offer up your tithe and your offering, please do that on the way out. Um, but also your connect card. You have a question. This, this will be the question and answer section for the grandparents. If you have a question for, for one of our sets of grandparents, you can write on the card and we'll, we'll get it to them and we'll have them give us the answer and we'll get it back to you, which means you need to put your name on these. We love praying over these for the prayer requests and everything else. And I know that God knows who we're praying for, but we don't know who we're praying for. So put your name on it so we know who you are, okay? But, but let us know. You know, if this is your first time, let us know what you, what you think. I know that the, the format we've been going through with, with having a panel is a little bit different than us sitting up here teaching the Word. But you know what? I, I think it's quite evident that the Word went out and the Word was heard today. And, and the heart of Christians was heard today. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for, for putting those people in our lives that we call grandparents, Lord. Lord, and we ask that you would strengthen them and that you would build them up, Lord. You would put that time in their lives that they can spend with, with, their, with their grandchildren, Lord, and that they can spend with their own children. Because that, a job as a parent is never done, Lord. My, my, my baby, and he's in the back working security, is 25, and I still hope I'm sowing into his life as I do my, my, my 32-year-old son, Lord God. But, Lord, give us that strength, Lord. Help us be on our knees. Help us to be in your word daily, Lord God. Let it strengthen us and grow us, 